It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 153. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And we've had some interesting troubleshooting issues trying to get this podcast together, short of me banging my head into a wall and losing my shit for the umpteenth time. You sure you didn't do that already? Uh, no, no, not 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 this time. Because if I did, I probably would be passed out from the dulling pain. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, trust me. Wow, so much shit has happened between last week and this week. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I did a quick impromptu update to, to our outline, but it's something we're all going to discuss anyway. But let's get, um, let me see if I can find this track on my um computer here. Is it? Hopefully, this is the right one. Uh, no. That... Yep, there it is. Normally, we talk about anime, video games, and all that cool stuff. But I want to take a little time out. We all know this song. It's the mm-hmm. theme song from the Ghostbusters and also the, the animated series. If you if your head's been stuck under a rock for the last twenty four hours, um, one of the original members of the Ghostbusters passed away yesterday. No, his character name was Egon Spangler, and I'm a horrible person because I cannot remember his name to save my own life. I I, I can't believe I, my mind is actually blanking out on this. Just go to your Facebook feed and look hard enough, you'll find a tribute to the guy. Yeah, but th- that little section I have it. Like the tra- like the, that that little trending topics. Um, Hal Ramis, that's his name. Yeah, I have the whole trending thing kind of blocked off, so I don't know except when that works. So, Hal Ramis, who did Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two, one of my personal favorite movies, Caddyshack, and Stripes, passed away at the age of sixty-nine. He will be greatly missed, and from my understanding. He took the script of Ghostbusters 3 with him. Oh. Thank you, Nemesis 47. Yeah, as far as I knew, there were going to be other people writing the script, but from what I've been reading, he was writing it, so... Eh, maybe it'll be like the fourth Godfather uh, book. Now, I can only mm. imagine if the character dies with him. Ray James says, now Harold Ramis is chilling out with Slimer. Yeah. Like so, how uh, John Belushi died in the interim between the two Blues Brothers movies. Yeah, I... There was a second Blues Brothers movie? Yeah, Blues Brothers 2000. There was a second Blues Brothers movie? Yeah. Right. Y- y- you don't like the movie and you want to forget about it. Exactly. Gamer Girl X says, I can't believe the Today Show reviewed his most famous role as Egon Spangler in Ghostbusters, but they called him Eon. Okay. 
Thanks, NBC. Nemesis Boy Tim follows up with he helped make Ghostbusters awesome. His career was a proton pack full of win and he will deeply be missed. Yes, he will. And I'm hoping to have Ghostbuster Luigi done by the end of this year, one way or another. Is it going to be like a like a Luigi's Mansion version of him, or inspired I, by it at least? I haven't I haven't decided. I think I really want to do like the original style and just have like like the symbol where it's just like it has like the Mushroom Kingdom on it, something like that, or it might just be the original Ghostbusters logo, a symbol, and you might think will say Luigi and I have the hat and stuff like that. I haven't fully decided, but I do. Yeah. I do plan on doing it. So. Now to jump back into the normal swing of things. We are live tonight, week of February 25th, 2014. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. But replays Thursdays at 1. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, and Chatzilla. I know there's one for Mac, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. You can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. AnimeJamSession.com slash network. You can go over there and go ahead and click on a special link there. There's a link if you have an IRC chat client. If you click on it, it'll bring you right into the chat and you're good to go. Check-ins are live. Let's rock and roll. So, let's start off with you, Ari. How was your week and how was your day? Well, the bank and my soon-to-be-old insurance provider actually got up their asses and gave me back the money that they took from me, so that was good. Woohoo! And uh, they even rescinded all the overdraft fees that it inevitably caused. So, in between that and getting paid today, I practically don't know what to do with myself. Mm. <laughs> I uh, did pick up Bravery Def- Bravely Default from 3DS and a bunch of other stuff. That's good. And, uh, I, t- I turned in my uh, voice notes for Flappy Vog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna definitely talk about that a little bit later in the program. And uh, I was administering a test for uh, two uh, lower-ranking Masons earlier today, and they passed. So tomorrow night they'll be they'll become full-fledged you know, Master Masons, just like me. That's good. That's pretty awesome. I'm helping to uh, lead the n- next. Uh, wave of new recruits coming in. Mm, no hazing, is there? No. Okay. Let's see, what else? Uh, oh yeah, plus my the uh, new Obamacare insurance plan I have will kick in on on the first, but uh, I had to get my medicine today, like a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and the pharmacy is like, yeah, after the first you just come back and we'll refund the money you spent on these, so uh You'll be able to get it for free like you're supposed to. That's pretty cool. Like, fuck yeah. Everything's coming up Millhouse with you, bro. Yeah. And uh, also, tomorrow's my birthday, so there's that. Happy birthday to you, good sir. You'll level Yay, up. Yay, happy birthday. <laughs> you sound so thrilled. <laughs> she's channeling her inner Mandy. Of course she's thrilled. God, I can feel her scowling at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. She's scowling more at me than you, so. Oh, well. All right, so yeah, that was it for me. Pretty cool. Okay, so, um, Mako, how was your week and how was your day? 
Um, most of my week. Uh, let's see. I started back to work on Sunday. Yay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, basically between last Tuesday and this Tuesday, I've done nothing but play uh, games on my DS. Mm, productivity. Yeah, I, I've just basically been switching between all of the games that I have. Uh, finally unlocked the uh, QR code reader in Animal Crossing so I can get all the cool outfits that I want. So my character is now running around as Sailor Jupiter. With a Luigi was... cap, I've noticed. Well, she did have the Luigi cap on, and then yesterday I was able to get into somebody's town and visit their uh, hairstylist. Mm -hmm. So now she's got her normal hair again. I'm surprised you haven't made that your, av your icon yet. Nah, not yet. Oh, boy. No, so, I mean, I just got a couple of different outfits for her. I, uh, got Luna's dress from the movie, and, uh... Somebody made those? Yeah. That's pretty all, cool. All of the, um, all of the Sailor Senshi uniforms and Luna's dress. I have not seen, uh, Human Artemis's outfit. Mm. There's no love but, for him um, anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, but I have, um... They did uh, Angel Panty and Angel Stockings, so I have Angel Stockings outfit. With my black card, woman! <laughs> <laughs> and, I haven't played uh, it in a while, so is there a uh, Afro head, head accessory? I I haven't seen one, so I, that I don't know about. I don't think that the head accessories are uh, able to be, you know, QR-coded in. So I think you're just stuck with what they give you. You can make a hat template, but it's it it's just like a like a beanie that covers your entire scalp. It's not even a brim or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I've been doing that, and I've been uh, breeding Eevee and Pokemon. So <laughs> I have a full box of Eevee now, just because I was bored and didn't feel like actually contributing to the game at all. So I have a bunch of I have a bunch of Eevee and I've been eventually like I've been going through and uh, hatching the eggs and occasionally like just sending one through into a wonder trade. So it's like you're standing there in a trench coat in the fedora. Psst, hey kid, want an Eevee? And you open yeah, the trench coat. I got them all right yeah, here. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> this one's got an animate nature. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that and played a little bit of uh, Luigi's Mansion, which uh, is a pain in the ass, but fun. I may have to pick that up. And, uh, well, you can play it next month, see if you mm -hmm. like it or not. Most likely. And, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I've just been sitting and playing. I haven't even read through a full like fanfic or anything this week that's how much I've been playing video games ah. which if you know me that's crazy mm. yeah cause you know you're, we know you're such a like a uh, bookaholic you know you're fanfiction whore yeah I need to go back to writing mine I've been waylaid by 
all sorts of crap, and I, my uh, interest in writing has uh, waned a little. Um, I guess motivation would be a better word. Ah, that's cool. All You're right. Kicking the ass, I guess. <laughs> all right. So as for my weekend day, I finished playing Binary Domain. It was a pretty fun game from a third-person shooter. And then I started to play Bioshock Infinite. Ooh, love that game. Five minutes in, the game started creeping the fuck out of me. What part were you at? The uh, baptismal scene? Yeah, the whole, the, city? the whole church thing. I'm like, no. I'm like, Oh, so you no. haven't gotten to the point yet where they've perverted the ideals of the Founding Fathers, especially Washington, Jefferson, and Franklin. Oh, the Father Franklin, that whole thing? Yeah, I... I just, I'm just like at the part where find the girl, but the fact that the whole church thing, it just creeped the living fuck out of me. I was like, ah. But have you gotten around to a, actually, the combat parts yet? And have you gotten the skyhooker or whatever? Ah, uh, no, I just got the first vigor, which is like the, um, I just got the first vigor. That's all. That's the, uh, bucking bronco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then, you know, work's been work, and, you know, just doing what I gotta do, and let's see, what else has been going on? I went and saw the Lego movie. Good, What'd huh? you think of it? Everything is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, I was, I've been humming that damn song all fucking week. <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised the Lonely Island did help did 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 that song, one of the remixes. That really surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's, it's with Tegan and Sarah with the Lonely Island. I'm like, that's one hell of a mashup. Um, and also, uh, this morning on my way to work, you know, when I switch from the MTA to the path, they always have, like, the free newspapers. So I grab one of each, which is AM New York and Metro. They're virtually the same, but I just I end up reading different articles in each so I can have something to do, you know, on my way to work. So this morning, I'm reading. They're talking about, in the Metro, about how they're going to be another Comic-Con this summer, exclusively more for the comic you know, industry. Comics. Yeah, for the comics, the industry, like that. Purely comics, like Big Apple con- Comic-Con, you know, something like that. But what was interesting is that there was a screenshot of a bunch of some Marvel uh, X-Men cosplayers. I think I know two of them. And the shit went fucking viral on my personal web, on my personal Facebook page. Good for you. Yeah. And I do pl- I'm going to I took yeah, I'm going to scan it on my scanner probably tonight or tomorrow, post a link to it on the page so that people can have like a digital download and a higher resolution. Plus I went and when I came back from work, I found a spot that had Metro papers. I grabbed about 15 more just in case if anybody needed one. I had no problem handing them the news. Like, here you go. So I'm going to see who needs one. And I'll just like, kind of like cut that page out, put it in an envelope, piece of wood, piece of board behind it, and send it on their merry little way. You know, cool shit like that. And, and I went to the maid cafe for the first time in about three months. How'd that go for you? We'll talk about that later. It's like that. 
And if we go into the chat room real quick, Morning with Fairy says, I could never get into the whole Lego craze. Yeah, but I was that kid that had like the the Uber collection, so I was really spazzing at that, like all the Lego buildings and this and that. And yeah, that ending though. <laughs> yeah, the, the last quarter of the movie gets grim dark as fuck. I didn't really think, look at it. I didn't think of it as grim dark, but I, I was totally caught off guard that the Lego. Well, well, let's not get into it. For spoilers, but that la- that one that one part you talk about grim dark how it pulled like that, I was mm-hmm. caught totally off guard by that. I did. I was one was. I was. But I thought that was points. That was bonus points right there. So, all right. So, anywho, we're gonna go ahead start getting to our first break. When we get back, we have a lot of stuff to cover because we are like 15 minutes behind, which usually means we'll end up running 30 minutes overtime. Of course it does. Yeah. Alright, so we'll be back in a few.
you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Okay, there's a lot of little tidbits of stuff that's going on right now, so we're going to get right, right, right through it. Now, the first one I'm I got I gotta have background music for because I think it's 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 kind of hilarious. So now, y'all have heard of the game Flappy Bird? It got so popular. There are spinoffs of it. There even there's one that Ari is a fan of called Flappy Brian, where you're playing as Daniel Bryan. Yes, <laughs> but and one that creeps me out called Flappy Fedora. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But um, as you know, the game has been the, the game has been pulled, and a lot of the Flappy clones have been pulled by Apple and Google. Well, what do you do to get your Flappy fix on? Simple. You go to vognetwork.com and you play Flappy Vog. Yes, you get to crash. You get to c- crash the hosts of Anime Jam Session, the Bobby Blackwolf Show. Pod culture and Orange Lounge Radio, and we all have our different quotes and so forth. Look at it this way: it's a fun way to blow off some 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 uh, stress and so forth. I've played it; it's pretty funny. Um, our our friendly neighborhood Mexican acts deaf. He's actually done a live Twitch streaming of the game. Oh boy, that should be fun. No, he's actually posted, he's actually talked, discussed strategy tips for the game. That's pretty cool. Um, as you can tell, I don't have my real face up there because personally, I don't think I take a good picture, which is why it's, my icon is Rodimus Altome, and my quotes range from the anime to my persona, so. Worse than Akane's cooking. Yes. <laughs> I'm sad. People have played with me the least. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I fucking can't today. <laughs> I think my favorite one, my favorite one for progress is at this rate, Senpai will notice you. <laughs> I had to. Some I, I I had to. Somebody had to. <laughs> Who, whose quote was that from? That was me. Oh. 
you know the whole thing how I hope Senpai notices me and so that everyone's going about. Generally in the cosplay community, Senpai is that cosplayer that they adore and worship. When I start seeing yeah, them build... I've never been a fan of that meme. Uh, when they start building shrines to these cosplayers, that's when I start grabbing the gun and start pistol whipping, but that's another for another time. Yeah, when I was recording my lines, I grievously underestimated how much time I would have. Mm. Same, that's why mine sound a little short and clipped. Mm. Same here. I decided to say thing as I'm typing them out, and then I'm saying them. I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. So definitely head on over to vognetwork.com slash flappyvog. Or it might be flappy-vog, but there is yeah. in the banner Flappy Vog. So check it out, a Bobby Black Wolf production. Now the next thing I want to talk about is um, a cosplaying friend of mine uh, posted a word out on the Katsukon group that, yes, as you know, everyone gets complex. If not everybody, most people. Which is why they tell you to drink lots of fluids, stay healthy. If you're like me, you walk around with a little compartment of meds on you at any given time. But it seems that there has been a strain of H1N1 at Katsukon. Oh boy. Yeah. So if you've been sick since Katsu for about a week or so, like if you have like those flu-like symptoms that won't go away, please go see a doctor immediately. Who knows? It might just be the regular flu and you just need the rest, but it may be H1N1. So please get check into that immediately. The thing is, there's no telling that it actually came from con goers well with all of the people mm -hmm. going like with all the people at the convention with the hotel staff and all of that like i've been reading some of this stuff and it's like oh well if you're sick stay home there's no guarantee that it came from a convention attendee well i'm just saying that because there are like a couple of convention attendees said that they had it so who knows wasn't the joke that came from from the gazebo or something that was really yeah i heard about that one yeah yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. guessing they probably got it from the convention, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that there's no, there's no telling that it actually came from right. a convention attendee. Okay. It could have come from a hotel staffer. It could have come from the businessmen that got stuck there until Sunday. Mm-hmm. It could come from anything like that. So, like, I, I'm just saying that, like, I've been seeing that a lot of people are like, oh, if you're sick, stay home. Don't necessarily blame the attendees. On this, well, I wasn't trying be... to blame the attendees. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I've been reading people like bitching about this, and that's what I'm saying. The people that are bitching don't necessarily blame the attendees. Mm-hmm. There are more people than the attendees at this place. Yes. And even if you, even if they tell you to stay home, most congoers are not going to stay home because, <clears throat> like, they invest so much money in this. I'm still going. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you saw the uh, effort we we took to get down to the con. Yeah, and as I said, and as Mako Chan can verify, uh, PAX East uh, last uh, year before last. Mm-hmm. Now, next up on, on on this, and I know Mako wants she wants to dive into this, and I fucking called this months ago. Now. As we all know, conventions have been popping up all over the damn place. So a new convention popped up called ShinkoCon. 
They were originally designed to um to be a replacement for Icon, but everyone thought they were trying to go up against Anime Next because they're in Anime Next's old location. It was three weeks after the original con, so on and so forth. It's pretty much has been cancelled due to financial issues. Now, before we continue on, I want to hit the chat room real quick. Rageinator says, So the gazebo is an enemy from the Final Fantasy game to cast Bio? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard anyone go motherfucker, like, motherfucker suplex the gazebo. Well, when you have gazebo within a gazebo, so... Oh, God. Ron Ladal says, This year's Capsicom is really the life and death struggle to get the same pick as everyone else. That eternal struggle, dude. And as in, and also, in reference to going to cons, whether you're sick or not, Gamer Girl X says, "Plus, backing out screws everyone else you're, you're sharing rides room with, especially financially." I look at it this way: if you're too sick to go, you, you can't. You've already paid your share. You can't screw somebody else over. You know, find somebody else to take your spot. But anywho, back at the uh, back at the hand. One second on there. As I said, I had a feeling that this was going to happen because the GoFundMe for this convention was not designed for the con itself. It was designed from the from the con chair. He had it as a personal setup. From my own, I haven't checked it lately, but I'm going to guess since it originally started March of last year, about a thousand dollars. second just updating some information here and the VIP badges have been sold somewhat still no website and here's the interesting part Uh, I am friends with one of the guests at this con and I text her and I said and we had hung out and I had said this this con is not going to happen and if it does, expect me to be pretty much drunk the whole weekend because I'll be like, I can't fucking believe this shit happened. <laughs> now, I had got, I had texted her and I told her she didn't even know. So they made the announcement on their Facebook page first and didn't even tell the guests that the con was canceled. And that's what made me flip my shit. And now the floor is all yours. Seriously, if you're going to have a convention and you want to be professional, and I understand that some conventions have to be canceled, tell your fucking guests before the people that are possible attendees. Because these guests need to know that they can reschedule for that weekend and that they're not going to be getting the money that you're going to be giving them. This is their livelihood. Don't be a dick. And as I said, and I've talked to a couple of people who are putting this together. I personally, I didn't see how professional this was being done. And I've been told... No, if you don't even have a fucking website up and you're begging on GoFundMe, that's not professional either. You saw what happened to GobbleCon. That shit doesn't work. It kind of does, but on the same token, it it depends on how you do it. Now, 
it works yeah. if it's some like it, it works if there's a name behind it. Right. ShinkoCon is a first year convention. Nobody's gonna put twenty thousand dollars into a fucking first year convention. Remember, it's they, not gonna happen. They originally asked for forty thousand dollars. Wow. Well, forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes. It's not gonna happen. And the fact that mm-hmm. they weren't even getting the money for all of these guests and inviting a lot of guests. They had a lot of guests lined up. I'm wondering if any of them have found out or not yet. It's like, or the, if they're just, or, or if they're just hoping that these people are going to be, uh, you, you know, know, looking at their Facebook. You know, it's just like um, Tendoku Con. I mean, I understand you want to do a con and you want to do it up big. I get that. But unless you are bankrolling, you ain't go- your first con. You ain't doing it up big. You got to start small and build your way up. I look at it this way: you start small and you keep building. When you hit that five year or your ten year mark, do it up big because you made it this far. I was just more. I mean, you have you uh, have to. Hmm? So we've all been to cons where it looks like they've done they've done the whole thing on less than four. Di- Four figures, mm-hmm. much less the uh, forty thousand these guys are going for. Yeah, and from my understanding, there are people who are, who knew this was going to happen. As one person said, they're doing a con, but they can't even get their magazine out on time. Oof. Yeah. No, if if they can't even put together a fucking website, and. Not that putting a website together is easy, but it's also not really freaking difficult. Yeah, I mean... Because a, a lot of the websites out there now are you type, you plug in pictures, there's your website. Yes. And I understand you want to start your site big and fancy. Start off with something simple and build off of that. Now, speaking of the website, I was told one of the issues was that they had, they, they had students as volunteers. Whether they're high school or college, I don't know. The issue is they just couldn't they just couldn't get the work done. My thing is this: if you know somebody that knows WordPress, let them throw together a simple site, get the information up, and build off it. Because not for nothing, yes, Facebook has started to become like the place to go to for all your events and this and that. But you know what? If I want to know what's going on with the con, I'm going directly to the con's website, not their Facebook page. Because 99% of the time, the con's website is more updated than the damn Facebook page. I don't want to scroll down a Facebook page just to find a shortcut link to where I can get my hotel room or this or that. I want to be able to go to the site, see all the information right there, click what I want to click on, and go. It's, well, it's yeah, not I an mean, outrageous request. No, and that's one of the other things. Because it's on Facebook and they've been sharing everything on Facebook... I went through their whole Facebook page up until December and only saw two guests. So I have to keep going back in their Facebook page to see what the other guests were, who the other guests were. No, I want to go to one central page to see all the guests. And if I can't see that, I'm not going to go to the convention. Mm-hmm. I'm not searching to see who your fucking guests are. Exactly. They really and truly screwed themselves over. And the fact they that they don't have the fact that they themselves. no no, and the fact that they told the attendees before the guests that the convention was canceled, if they've even told the guests yet, is I mean that is so unprofessional. I tell you what, the guests know now. 
Who, who well, I would hope up? so. Say what? Who are their guests? Michelle Knotts and Bill but, Rogers were two guests. There are a couple of other ones, but I've only seen like two of them, and I'm not going back further on their Facebook. That's not my job. If they want to inform the public, they need to inform the public a, a hell of a lot easier than uh, Facebook. Yeah, and they're also offering either refunds or your or your money gets rolled over to next year's badge. It's like, they really that. think it's going to be around next year at this rate? Well, ah. that's what they're saying. That all of the money, like they're gonna they're gonna push for 2015. They've already got it set in the same exact location. It's like you're trying to do a first-year convention in a huge convention center like that. There's no need. Plus, it's going to look really, really scattered, like sparsely populated. Yeah, and I've been in there when it's been scarcely populated for other events, but still. They're better off having everything in one of the whole, local hotels nearby. Yeah, you don't need to go crazy for a first-year convention. You need to build up your fan base before anything else. Don't plan on it being... Four, five, six, seven thousand people coming. Plan on it being less than a thousand. Because I can tell you right now, the only reason why Anime Next gets people from out of state is because Anime Next has been around forever. Mm-hmm. This the this convention is a first year convention. You probably will get a couple of people from Pennsylvania and stuff stuff like that, but you're not getting people from out of state. It's not going to be a huge convention. The only way you're going to do that is if you get a huge voice actor or you book a band that's huge, that mm. has nothing to do with anime or something like that. You have to have a phenomenal guest to pull that many people on your first year. So unless you're going to do something like that, it's not going to happen. If all you're going to do is pull local talent... Well, yes, the local talent is good. You're only going to get local people because yep. people aren't going to be coming from California or Texas to see local talent. Yeah, now, as Ron Liddell says, this isn't the first year con to get canceled like Chi-Fi Con in Chicago. Yeah. Now, the difference with that, there was issues with the hotel, which is why it got canceled, which I kind of can't understand. But this is due to the fact of they ain't got no money. No, they completely overshot themselves. Now, the whole scene from Tokyo Breakfast is running through my head. Mine, too. Yeah. Uh, are, are we done filming at the mouth over this shit? I hope so. Yeah, I just hope they're professional enough to actually write an email to all of these guests now. Because if not, and they're waiting, these guests are going to get pissed off. And this is why a lot of conventions don't end up with the guests that they want, is because voice actors talk. Mm-hmm. Industry people talk. Yep. These people now are going to tell all of their friends, and all of their friends aren't just local voice actors. Their friends are countrywide, mm-hmm. and those friends are going to talk, and those friends are going to talk. And by the time your convention rolls around next year... You're going to have nobody wanting to be in it because you're going to, oh, well, no, that's that convention. They didn't they didn't tell anybody. They were so unprofessional. They would have burned all their bridges by then. Yep. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, it's already happening. When people that aren't even attending the convention have to tell the convention guests 
oh, hey, look, the convention's not happening. And the convention guests have no idea what the hell is going on. You screwed up. That's all I gotta say. It's just... Because, honestly, I got nothing. Now... Like I said, I already had the outline put together... But I do have some other things I, I that came up today that I wanted to uh, discuss real quick. Um, damn it, don't do that. Don't do that. My browser... You're going to have to spank your computer like a petulant child? No, no, no. It, it knows better. It knows better. Because I have, like, these tabs open in YouTube videos, and you click on it, like, shit, don't load! Don't fucking load. Good, you didn't load. Good machine. Now, <laughs> a few... Now, Marco, did you want to take this article, or you, or should I take it? Um, no, I'm just... I'm looking. The, the only way to find all of the guests is to actually go on their GoFundMe, which only raised $370. Wow! But, yeah. I was way wow. off. Wow. And it had been reduced to 15000 How'd that work out? Yeah. I have this picture of, of, um, what's that chick from Bleach? Uh, the one that always hangs around Ichigo. Orihime? Not Orihime. Black haired chick. Rukia? Rukia. This, this condescending look from Rukia with the expert, and, and says underneath it, seriously? <laughs> Alright, yeah. I'll take this one. Why not? Alright. Go for it. Uh, recently in what we might call the marshmallow movement, we've seen chubby girls start to shed some of their stigma in Japan. A chubby Japanese idol group has already arrived on the scene, and now we can also introduce a dedicated plus-size magazine. And, as if marshmallows weren't enough, they're apparently also pushing for a new and rather creative label. Oh boy. La Farfa is Japan's first fashion magazine for plus-size girls. It features all kinds of fashion, makeup, and accessory recommendations specifically tailored to slightly larger girls and advice on which looks a chubby girl should go for and which she should avoid. The latest issue, Volume 5, boasts spring-style recommendations by body type and real street snaps of marshmallow girls, marshmallow girl fashion. It also includes 4L, the all-season plus-size Japanese brand for men and women. But what's really caught the attention of netizens is some of the lingo used in the magazine's blurb. There's all kinds of words for chubby in Japanese, from the offenses debu to the cutesy uh, pochari and recent marshmallow. But La Farfa is taking it to the next level with the introduction of Oshawaka Teddy. Okay, before you continue, what I read what this meant, if I was at home reading this, I would have just table flipped and walked out. Or throwing a towel. Fuck this. I'm done. Please continue. Okay, so... Osha comes from Oshar, which means fashionable or stylish. Kawa is, of course, comes from Kawaii, Japanese very own brand of cute. And Teddy, well, that speaks for itself. The standard response tweet to the new world word was Wu, which is just a bunch of W's, which we would translate in English as something like LOL. 
Perhaps it's too much too soon. These girls might be more than some guys can handle, but it looks like they'll be carrying on changing perceptions on body type as well as the Japanese language for a while yet. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand they're trying to break the stigma, but it's like, Japan, you, you need a little bit more tact. Does it bother anyone else that only the two girls on the right actually look like bigger than normal? Something like that. From the, you mean from the first, the second photo or the first photo? Uh, the second photo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I can see that, but on the same token, it's like I don't. Maybe because of the people I hang out with, and and so I don't see what the big effing deal is. I have the body of a god, Buddha. Yes, I've used that line too. <laughs> Round is a shape. <laughs> Damn right. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this, and the whole thing is is, and even the even anime makes fun of it, um, like calling a girl Japanese or calling them American, and it has nothing to do with the size of their guts, but the size of their hips and their boobs. Mm-hmm. And they look at that as Japanese girls have no tits and they have no ass. Whereas they mockingly call Japanese girls American if they have boobs and a butt. So, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. I'm looking at this first picture and all of the girls in the middle, they don't look big. Even their faces, they they don't have chubby faces. But you can tell that they have boobs. Mm Mm-hmm. And if that's what makes a marshmallow girl over there, and that's, like, the people that are really getting into this movement, and that's what they're calling chubby, that's horrible. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even like that they're using the term marshmallow. For one, it'll put me off of eating marshmallows. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I I understand it. I get it. Yeah. I, I, it's cutesy. Um, it's like, oh, look, she's really cutesy and fluffy. I, I get that's what why they're using marshmallow. But no, I'm looking at these fluffy. pictures. <laughs> no, I'm looking at these pictures, and only a couple of the girls have rounder faces. But even then, if you look at their, their body, it's just a round face and big boobs. Most of them worse, don't have of, tummies. Even worse, their clothes look baggy and, and too big for them to make it... It just hides her body even more. Well, they also are into, uh, what is it, the whole, what, they're two decades behind us or mm-hmm. a decade behind us? So you're looking at um, late 80s, early 90s fashion, which is baggy clothes, mm. even on if, skinny people. If I start seeing an anime where everyone is wearing Zubas, I will stop watching anime altogether. Right now, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell does Farfa mean? Because I keep thinking of Farva from friggin' Super Troopers, and that ain't right. Uh, let's see. This woman looks like a... The woman on the cover looks like a fusion of Margaret Cho and Roseanne. I'm glad I'm not the only one to notice that. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just terrible. Wow. That's... That was not the response I was expecting. I know, but that's, you know. If we go to the chat room real quick, Nemesis47 says, I'll call them fun size. Beauty don't got a size. And Scarlet likes the fact that you made an Azumanga Dayo reference. 
<laughs> that is me. See, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to find find what it means. It's just no. Too much agony. No, it's it's a bunch of idiot. It, 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 I mean, it's a bunch of just words put together. Um. Like, I'm not finding anything. Uh, Farfet is actually Italian. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't know where they're, like, what's being put together in, like, what words are being put together to make La Farfa, unless they're just trying to make it sound chic. Mm. You know what's starting to come off to me? You know what's starting to come off to? What? Come off like? Taking but Japanese girls who are slightly overweight, and they're pretty much institutionalizing, calling them fat. That's what I. Well, no, that's that's already a Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you were not rail thin, you are obese in Japan. You cannot find clothing in anything over, I think, a, a C cup and like a like a twenty six around something like that Look, it's I, like like i was looking like at the um the sailor moon penny sets mm-hmm. and those even the largest size that you could get of those and their adult sizes is very very tiny and it would i think it would equate to i i can't even i can't even picture like i think it's a, a medium in women's sizes here or between a medium and a large and that's the largest size they have they don't do extra large there and for the even rec- though extra large is like the main um the, the main here. size yeah you know what i can if picture if you have to go into if you have to go into that you are obese in japan you know what i can picture what you like mako like knocking out some skinny bitch with a clothesline for not getting the like getting something she wanted in her size over there. She would do it too. I believe, yes, she would. Now, because you brought that up, I di- I discovered this on a website. I'm not. I don't want to read this. I might save it for next week. But there are girls that are doing selfies in the Sailor Moon bra and panty sets. And the issue with that is maybe I think it's just that's just towing the line. You know, just no. Huh. Also, um, go to the chat room. like they're underage or something. True, but still. Scarlet says, what's next? Parachute pants and fanny packs and kill the kill? Oh, Lord. Don't even joke about that, please. Backward baseball caps in a new season of Free? And she oh. also says... <coughs> the Japanese- they're all going to start doing the running man. Oh, Sorry, I threw up my mouth a little bit when you said that. If, if you watch Kill the Kill, it's kind of understandable. If you watch Kill the Kill, it's it fits. Um, and she also says the Japanese have a different vanity sizing. A D cup here is an E cup there. And I do have friends, female friends who work who do the jet program and so forth, and they're fluffy girls. And they've had to have their family ship them clothing. Hmm. Yeah, and they, it, it's it, it's it's a very big stigma. They look down upon that unless you are elderly. 
because it seems that most elderly people lose their metabolism or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. But if you are young and you are overweight, even slightly, you are looked down upon so badly. So we I have mean, that over here too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but not not to this extent. Yeah. If you have a little bit of extra, people are like, "Oh, yeah, that's not bad." But like, you have to be like. If you're a pound or two, if you have anything, like, even a little bit of extra, you are looked down upon. And also, in Japan, it's more like a one-sided argument if they're, if they're saying that the girl is obese. You pull that shit here, you got a fucking Royal Rumble on your hands, okay? Mm-hmm. Shit. As you can attest to from uh, mm-hmm. the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in America, you gonna insult one fat chick? Yeah, her, her whole posse's gonna show up be like... Plague of locusts. What you say? What you say? It doesn't say? even have to be her posse. You you insult fat chicks and you get people that... She's like, why are you calling them fat? You don't know who they are. That too. They have no idea who that person is. They're just standing up for people in general. Exactly. Fat black women. Let's not go there. Shots fired, shots fired. Yes, shots fired, okay? Just you wait. Remember, I always get your ass back. No, I was just saying that. I oh. work with at least some of the, my coworkers are bigger black women, and yeah, you they don't take any amount of shit in any kind of context. I was raised by a big black woman. Who are you? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Son, let me tell you. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, moving on, moving on. Interesting thing is it's happening in China right now as Toei Animation is sending out C and Ds, not grades, but cease and desist letters to Chinese bootleggers, which means if you like going down to Chinatown buying those Chinese knockoffs with the bad subtitling box sets because you can get uh, two seasons of Naruto for $30, kiss it goodbye because that may just be happening. <laughs> Trust they me. really think this is going to work? I hope so, because they're don't bootleggers. Know. Their whole, their whole deal is they say, "Hey, we don't want you doing this." Eh, whatever. Dude, it's sad when you see, when the translation is from Japanese it's from it's from Japanese to Chinese to English. It's really bad. Backstroke of the West. Well, this, anyone? This isn't. Um exactly based on anime. This is actually based off of um, people using the anime characters in games without permission. Well, it all, well, all kind of comes together, per se, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, this came out of a Chinese gaming website called GameLook. Toei has reached out to a few Chinese gaming companies asking them to take down the games that use the Toei's iconic franchises, such as One Piece and Saint Seiya, without permission. But since, like, in China, it's like a gray area, it's kind of hard to do that, per se, you know? So mm-hmm. what Toei has to do, they have to go through their partners who are licensing titles in, in China in order to get it done. There's companies such as uh, Baidu, they were told to stop listing titles that infringed on Toei's copyrights. Many of the games that were targeted were games that were related to Saint Seiya and One Piece, which have a huge following in China. 
popular browser mobile games such as Dream One Piece were taken down as a result of Toei's request. It is unknown how many more games the companies will be approached as Toei looks to fight piracy in China. However, with its early success, it seems might be many more companies enter China in hopes of protecting their IPs. They'll need it as some of those companies are pirate kings. Now, granted, I did talk about anime, but it kind of goes one and the same because if they're pirating, like, using the character's permission, you can easily know what they're doing with anime over there. And now that China's mm-hmm. like, well, telling software companies you can now sell your consoles there, it's going to be one hell of a push. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it, it's... The thing is, I, I think it would... I, I get why they're using it, and it's like, oh, it's popular, people are going to want to play it. But, like, if they were to like introduce that character and then get rid of that character really really quickly you pull the people in to play the game and then get rid of that character that looks like the starring character of the anime that might help them because mm-hmm. then people are going to be playing the game just to play the game yeah. and as Rageinator says if Toei's successful China could kiss half his GDP goodbye they may have to double up on gold farming and elite products exports <laughs> Terrible. Just terrible. Moving right along. Ari, please take the next one. Alright, let me just bring it up. Good timing. Mm-hmm. I tried. Are you feeling old yet? Because Death Note is hitting its 10-year year, ten year anniversary. Before you continue, I want you to know, I felt old when I went back to rewatch Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A new website has was launched for the 10th anniversary of Sugumi Oba's manga Death Note earlier this month. Now, a timer has appeared on the site counting down until March 3rd, or 12 a.m. on March 2nd, but whatever, when a new project will be announced. The new update to the site also includes an image of the Death Note itself, and when hovered on, it shows the Shinigami Ryuk. The site also displays ads at the bottom of the screen for a possible new edition of the manga, which will be launching in Japan on March 18th. He add links to the Suisha manga site, the company that published Death Note. There is no special code activated when the site hits March 3rd, except an image of the countdown just shows zero days, hours, and minutes. Death Note started off as a manga by Sukumi Oga and Takeshi Obata. The manga was first published in December 2003 and ended in mid-2006 for a total of 12 volumes. After the completion of the manga, Death Note had sold a total of 20 million copies in Japan alone and a total of 26 million copies to date. The series was popular enough to receive an anime adaptation by the studio Madhouse, which w- which went on from late 2006 to mid-2007. Since then, the series exploded in popularity in Japan and overseas. Three films were produced, two based on the original manga and a new spin-off movie called L Change the World. A series of video games were also produced by Konami for the Nintendo DS. Two light novels were also produced for the series, one based on the manga and the other based on the spin-off film. And of course, Hollywood has had an interest in the franchise. Of course. So, what do we think it's going to be? It's probably going to be a reboot of the anime. And, I'm, and by reboot, I mean a brand new manga adaptation. Because that's what's popular now. Mm-hmm. I was going to guess that it's going to be a time skip, and it's gonna, there's going to be someone else getting hold of the Death Note and using it for their own means. Maybe. Not entirely like light, but 
you know, they might be a little more morally concerned about what the Death Note can do. Mm. Well, you figure not all of the original characters died. Even the ones that were on Light's side. See, I didn't so read... I didn't read the manga. I've watched a couple episodes here and there. It was pretty interesting for what it is. Yeah, so, I mean, there there's a very good chance that it could be a continuation of the series. And then, of course, you could come in with, like, some really dumbass shit. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, when, when, when somebody dies of, like, from the Death Note, they become Shinigami themselves. And then all of a sudden you have Light as a Shinigami. He'll just pop up, I'm back, bitches. Shit. Yeah, I mean... That would piss all over the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you really want to... a franchise, really. What well, about it, Bleach? it is, kind of. Hmm. All right. At Go the ahead, Rama, you know you want to take the next it'll be one. another movie. I have no idea what you're talking about, Mako-chan. Mm-hmm. No, really, I don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you insist... Yeah, like you were gonna... Like I was gonna be able to stop you. Maybe. I'll just read it. All right, all right. One of the most iconic anime titles that came out during the late 80s, early 90s bubblegum crisis... VHS, DVD, there was a Kickstarter for it that went phenomenal, and they matched, they hit their goals, and that is going to be a Blu-ray release coming out this summer. From that, the, the company behind it, Animigo, the CEO of it, is very happy with the results of the Kickstarter, and he's planning more. The campaign raised over $100,000, and it's still generating sales via their PayPal order site. So, pretty much, even if you didn't get in on the gr- on the ground up, you could still pre-order. Which reminds me, I have to put in a pre-order for another copy for a friend. It's a surprise. But anywho. Um, they, in a recent interview with the CEO of Animigo, Robert Woodhead, he talked about various things that was going on with the project. Such as... They're able to gain, get permission to include PDF editions of the RPG books, which is pretty good, which is pretty cool, and PDF versions of the comic, Bubblegum Crisis Grand Mall, which I believe I have like three of those four books, which is really good. They're looking to resubtitling the Holiday in Bali special. Um, there's three English subtitle proofreaders that have volunteered who have found so many edits and tweaks that's been in the, ish, in the script for about 20 years. There's been proofreading done, and it's just going crazy. There was even talk of suggesting of Bubblegum Crisis being translate, being subtitled in. You ready for this? Klingon. What? Yes. If you go at the original Kickstarter page, they was like, we'll do Klingon if, if there's enough people that wants it. Careful what you wish for, you patox. <laughs> That's the only word in Klingon I know, and it roughly t- re- translates into douchebag. <laughs> but as to Bubblegum Crisis as a whole, Animigo still holds the global license to the series outside of Japan. 
there t- there may be talks of a consumer edition coming out in 2015. It, this this will come with the full set of extra features that are found in the. It won't come with the extra stuff in, in the ultimate edition, which I kickstarted. Um, there's been so many ideas in the forums. They may be going with that as well. And believe it or not, Japanese licensors are watching the Kickstarter for this series to see how it goes. Because they're looking to see what works. Because not for nothing, if you kickstart a lot of titles and stuff, you could do better than marketing it. Because at least you know how many copies to produce and have extras if somebody wants them, you know? And Woodhead had mentioned there are new Kickstarter projects coming down the line. There are two or three interesting candidates that may be happening. Now, let me tell you. Animigo put out uh, Yorose Yatsura. I don't know if they have the rights to that still, but to quote uh, I got Hank Hill, but I tell you what, if there was a kickstart of uh, Yorose Yatsura, shut up and take my money. I would so be in on that one. Fuck yes. Why the hell not? I would definitely be in on that one. Shit, yeah. Alright, um... I guess, Mako? Uh... Sure. Um... These are uh, top ten video games with anime art styles. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote in his blog, I remain convinced that in principle, video games cannot be art. Although it would be easy to bash him for his hypocrisy, uh, he defended movies when people said that they would never be an art form. The truth is, he was old and out of touch with video games. Um, I say unequivocally that video games have surpassed movies as an art form, and the below list is just a few examples why. Uh, and then this is basically a list by, uh, the website Japan Cinema. Mm-hmm. Number 10 for the PS3 and Xbox uh, 360 is uh, uh, Asura's, 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 yeah, Asura's Wrath. Um, the art style of the game is magnificent, magnificently anime-inspired. The game's art design is great, a real treat to look at from start to finish. The models are so abstract and original, you can't help but admire the time and effort put into the detail of each enemy and set, pre- set piece. Did you guys want to take turns doing yeah, this? Yeah, sure, why not? Sure. All right, um, all right, take do it. Yeah. Number nine, Eternal Sonata. Oh, I remember this game. I it was based it. off the life of Chopin. I have it for PS3. It's a really fun game. But apart from those memorable sequences, the aesthetics of the game is very anime-like. Actually, it's pure anime. Cutscenes have dialogue, action, comedy, and directing that follow anime's principles. And they're actually pretty good, filled with cinematic camera angles and great use of the soundtrack. Art usually lends itself to be open for interpretation, and though games rarely do so, Eternal Sonata clearly wants to stand out, and thus become like one of Chopin's melodies. Enigmatic and beautiful. And just so you know, if you have 360 and PS3... Get it for PS3. It may be the same price, but you have it has bonus content. There's a couple extra extra dungeons on the PS3 version. Number eight, Catherine. This entry may be fairly obvious, as the design of the game is drawn anime style, totally flat and actually quite poorly drawn in the cutscenes. Quite nicely cel shaded in the bar with full blown 3D in the nightmares. We like you. Uh, number seven. 
is uh, Valkyria, the uh, Valkyria, Chron- uh, la, la, la. Valkyria Chronicles. The team behind this game worked on the highly praised Skies of Arcadia, one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> this guy's opinion, not my opinion. For the Dreamcast, and while the art style and character designs are similar, uh, Valkyria is really in a class of its own. Using Sega's Canvas engine, they uh, they decide to create a different approach to the visuals, and while Okami was made to resemble a painting, Valkyria looks more like a drawing that's being animated at lightning speed, and it's gorgeous. Kind of reminds me of the cutscenes for the Final Fantasy Tactics port for the PSP, only more colorful. The 3D fighting visuals are also welcome, and the boom and rata visuals showing up when you explode something or fire your weapon has a great charm to it. It's not going for realism, so don't compare it to tech-heavy games. But what it lacks in realistic light, uh, what it lacks in realistic lighting and photorealistic characters, it makes up for in style and art. Number six, Guilty Gear X Third Sign. I'll... Guilty third. Gear Sign. I don't know how to pronounce third. the X with the R Guilty Gear X Third Sign. Oh, huh, I got it right. Or, or third, whatever, yeah. There's been a lot of buzz lately regarding the new fighter from Arc System Works. We saw the return of Zato 1 and a reveal of the brand new character, Bedman, who seems to be an homage to underrated anime movie Rouge and Z. That shit was fucking hilarious. All in all, Guilty Gear X Third Sign looks to keep the serious traditional Piper stylized action and cra- craziness going. Okay. I've seen Rouge and Z. It's an anime about the Japanese government creating automated beds for old people. Oh, God, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) And that's why he's called Bedman. Yes. You're not fighting him. You're fighting the bed he is attached to. Yeah. Number five, Tales of Zillia. There are times where I felt like I was watching a full anime movie than playing a game, especially considering that the game was released in 2011 for Japan and no significant graphical alterations upon U.S. localization. However, as with all the Tales game, anime pre-rendered cutscenes are fantastic, rivaling anime studios' powerhouses such as Gundam's Sunrise. The look at Fenmont City and the wonderful ships absolutely took my breath away. Well, you, well, you got Namco Bandai doing this shit. Come on. What do you expect? Exactly. All right, the next one, and then the one after that too. I have no idea why they're on this thing in the first place. Uh, number four is Naruto Ultimate Ultimate Ninja Storm. Duh, it's from an anime. I would hope that the game would look like the anime. <laughs> Just saying. The cel-shaded graphics and how they animate in this game make it an unbelievably faithful homage homage to the Naruto series and just the anime genre in general. The graphics are so good, they look even better than the anime itself, if you compare with the very first episodes of this series. And the animation is ridiculously fluid while retaining that hand-drawn look. I don't know how they managed to pull it off so well. This game was made years ago, and just seeing this game run now is a testament to how amazing it was made when it first came out. Not for nothing, but if something is based off of an anime, I would hope that they would be able to, you know, animate it correctly. You you haven't seen the Naruto games for PS2 and uh, GameCube. Oh, no, I have. Well, yeah. But I'm saying now, if you're looking at most, most of these are for PS3, PS4, uh, Xbox 360, so they're not, you know, it's, it's specifically games that are coming out now. Number three, Nino Kun, Wrath of the White Witch. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Yeah. 
Another entry in the fucking duh category. Mm-hmm. The game art is astounding. It's really a step above any video game art in the world you've ever seen. Nino Kuni is simply a Studio Ghibli anime re- rendered as an entirely walk entire walkthrough world. As you play, you come across a scene and think it's the best looking shot in the game. And then a few minutes later, you'll come across something better. One of my favorite visuals comes late in the game. A character's back told with haunting comic book soft sketches. There are more original animated cutscenes produced by Ghibli themselves, namely Mimose, which are wonderful, especially in HD. The monsters are original and cute, and the gorgeous colors used in the backdrops provoke the imagination. Everything is here, and it feels like a Ghibli production combined with Level 5's JRPG mastery in full force. And this DVD, this game is still shrink wrap sitting on my shelf. I really need to crack that bad boy open and play it. Yes, damn you me, do. Damn you, gamer ADD. I got it at Black Friday sale at GameStop for twenty bucks. You can't go wrong with that. Number two, Persona Four Golden. The graphics have been re- have received an upgrade for the Vita release. The character models and environment looks better. The artwork is crisp and clear. The anime cutscenes, which are much more numerous, are rendered beautifully. The Japanese art style is alive and well here complements the atmosphere of the game nicely. It's a light and fluffy world on the outside, but delve a little deeper and its dark undertones quickly seep through. And number one, Fire Emblem Awakening. Originally, I didn't get hyped up when I heard about the new Fire Emblem game until I discovered KYMG was doing the art. Kozaki Yusuke is a Japanese artist who is well known for doing the art in No More Heroes 1 and 2, one of my favorite series to date. I know a lot of people flipped out over the limited edition art book. The art direction and graphical style in this game is just stunning. Past Fire Emblem titles have have a more old-school anime look going on, but Awakening definitely bespeaks a more modern style with tons of detail, color, and more maturity. It is an easy choice for our number one pick. All right. And it's a fun game, too. You're more into the strategy RPGs than I am, so... Which is understandable. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase chocolate. And I'm, and I'm sitting here trying to think of other game anime art that would fit in there. And for some reason, I would, I was going, I would say Rival Schools only because of the intro and the selection screens. But when it gets to the actual gameplay, it's... Eh. You gotta remember, it was a Dreamcast game with no, a PlayStation you know, One. Uh, yep, yeah, and Dreamcast and PlayStation, and it was a the sequel. You know, the sequel was on uh, Dreamcast, uh, Project Justice. A two D slash a two D slash three D fighter. Also, you know, I, uh, I was gonna say Brave Fence and Musashi, but no. My choice is Kingdom Hearts. That's not anime. It's still animation. And it's done. It's it's animation done by Disney and Squeenix. Which reminds me, you have to come over and see um, H one HD one point five remix. Mm. I'm surprised. Uh, I did. I was gonna say Star Ocean, but I didn't play through that. And Full Metal Alchemist for PS2. That wasn't bad. I mean, for the gameplay and the cut sequences and so forth, and the graphics. That wasn't bad. That was pretty. That was that wasn't bad for what it was. Yeah, but again, most 
games that are already based off of anime. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, if you can't, if, if it's not true to form, mm -hmm. you're a fucking idiot. Now, as Ron Liddell said in the chat room, Blas Blue. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, Active, yeah. The Tales series, Skies of Arcadia, yeah, we, I, Wild Arms 3, yeah. I didn't even play the third one. Played the fifth one, it was good. Alright. <sighs> Moving on. Oh, excuse me. Now, I think this should be, let's see. Who wants to take this one? Or whose turn is it? I don't remember. Uh, I'll go well, with we it, all I guess. Shared, hmm? Well, I was just going to say, we all shared that other one, yeah. so... doesn't really matter. Alright, then... Alright, then, um... Ari, you take this one. Mako, you take the next one, and I'll grab the last one. Okay. Alright. The subject here is, should... Should hobbies get tied to a label? Here we go. If this person shared their thoughts about Miyazaki's remarks on otaku and the anime industry's focus on that demographic, one of the comments caught their attention was to read about this topic. Should you call yourself an otaku or even a gamer? In the past, these labels have negative connotations and stereotypes towards a person liking a certain hobby because it's not socially accepted. Mm -hmm. This differs to the to the word fan, which implies a strong interest or liking in something, but does not have an undesirable perception in comparison. Granted, video games and anime have been mainstream for a while for a while now, but should these people use these demeaning labels to describe a person's interest in a hobby? To me, it, it's better to move away from these labels, not because they are demeaning, but for that, but for the fact that it defines a person to a hobby. While Taku in general have some differences in terms of interest, the stereotypes and perception of both by society is similar. People tend to stereotype them as lazy and productive to society and socially inept for the fact they do nothing but play games or watch anime slash read manga all day long. Ari, slow down. You're breaking up a little. Sorry. However, Otaku reviewed more negatively compared to gamers for the fact that there was a person who was heavily interested in horror anime that murdered several girls as a result of being withdrawn from society. Well, dude, you're sounding really robotic. Sorry. I'm trying not to. Um, why don't I uh, read some of this? Switch out your um your, your headphone jacks and see and let's see if that'll fix it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. While this isn't the case anymore, there are still some instances of antisocial behavior from otaku's, such as people carrying around a damakamura of a fictional character that they like, or instances of harassment against voice actors and idol singers just because that person is dating someone. These negative behaviors from a small minority of the fan base creates a negative stigma for the people who have interest in these kinds of media, even though, even if they don't want to be labeled as one. And we had that problem here with with various fandoms here. The chain is only strong as its weakest link. As a result, it causes a person to keep the interest of a certain hobby a secret in order to avoid being labeled such by society. As seen in Nagizaka's Haruka's Secret and Orino Imoto Oriemo, Haruka and Kirino had to hide their otaku interests from their parents and friends because they feared they would be judged by their otaku interests. Both of their fathers eventually find that their daughters have an interest in it and really disapprove of it by telling them they have to get rid of it. And that's no different from here, you know, depending on your fandoms and so forth, especially 
if you're if you work in a geek centric field like IT, yeah, we all do geeky stuff. Like I discovered bonus stuff about anime like from a coworker yesterday, but you know. I don't know. I've seen some sports fans who can be really fucking nuts about their favorite teams. But you know what it is? It's sports is more mainstream and acceptable than it's like did you see the game? Oh, did you see Space Dandy last? You see what I'm saying? It's what's more more acceptable. I don't know. Somehow the loonies and the cheap seats in the Raider Nation are scarier to me than some guy who's just really, really into, uh, say, Cowboy Bebop. I've seen a few of them. I don't know. You've got uh, a lot of different um, I, I, the uh, uh, like narrotards mm-hmm. who Hope are so in, yeah, who yeah. are so the, those people that are so into their fandom that they basically screw over the fandom for everybody else. Yeah. With their, and with their ho- Homestuck shipping, is one of them. With the unapproved shipping and other shit. Now, like if this article says, handheld consoles like the Vita still carry a social stigma that they are for children. However, games on a tablet and smartphones are viewed positively, although they have simplistic gameplay, which I get. Con- like portable consoles were designed for kids. Gaming systems were designed for kids. Everybody has a phone. If you see someone with a tablet, that's somebody that's older, more mature. And it's... Blase, blase, playing the game. Here, it doesn't really matter if it's a phone, tablet, or a gaming console, because you hop on the MTA, I guarantee you, from when you hop on the train to when you get off, whether you're going into the city or coming back traveling, you will see people of all ages playing with phones, iDevices, tablets, Vitas, PSPs, 3DSs, all of that. But I mean, so this person trying to make us feel ashamed of uh, being fans of anime and video games? No, they're saying no. They're saying should we label it? I mean, it's like, I mean, like for for the longest time, I would bust on Mako-chan call, and calling her a brony. And what do you normally say about that? I don't label myself. See, you're gonna love and tolerate it, the fuck out of you. Well, it's, it's not, not even, that. even that. It's it's anything having to do with labels. It doesn't have to be in the geek genre. Um, even going so far as to look at feminists, I don't label myself a feminist because of the feminazis that are out there. Mm-hmm. I don't label myself a brony because of the idiots that are out there that completely screw everything over. And I don't want that label on me because people are going to think things when they see that label. Yes, I am a fan of a certain anime. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of a certain manga. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of a certain show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be labeled because that, that makes other people look at me strangely. I would just rather be a fan and like what I like because if you look at me and say, oh, you're a brony, I don't think of myself as a brony because I don't like the entire show. I like certain characters. Mm-hmm. I like certain episodes. But for the most part, everything else can basically burn. <laughs> well, I, and I don't blame her because I feel the same when it comes to anime. I don't label myself an otaku. 
because I don't like that term, period. And as uh, Randall Graves said and Clerks 2 about a particular slur, we're taking it back. And I've heard that from people when it comes to the term otaku. It's okay. It's good. We're taking it back. You can't take the that. The thing back. is, you can't take back a, something like that that was never good in the first place. But people tend Nobody to Nobody liked it. No, it wasn't a mm-hmm. good thing to be labeled. And I mean, also, yes, I'm also an anime fan. Now, if you talk to any of my friends who come over and hang out with me, the first thing we do when we get to my house, we turn on the TV and watch whatever's on the DVR. We jump on the gaming systems. We don't go to my anime collection, pick something out, and watch it. I like my anime. It's there. I have titles. I'm just a casual fan of it. If I'm in the mood, I'll grab a disc off the shelf and watch it. I was with a friend, and she's like, you have all this anime? She's like, and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, we're not watching any of it. And I'm like, only if you want to. And she's like, but I'm like, look, I I enjoy anime. It's something good, but you know what? We're here to hang out and have a good time. If you want to watch something, we can watch it together. I'm not going to bring you over and be like, ooh, take a look, you know? That's that's not how I do. No one would do that. Well, I know (laughs) There are some people. Yeah. And as Morningwood Fairy we're tr- said... We're trying not to be that those kind of people. Morningwood Fairy says, yeah, not going to see bars filled with people watching the Pokemon tournament. True. Unless, but that I would have, be so freaking awesome, though. <laughs> no, but I have gone into a Checkers, and I've seen a bunch of kids playing uh, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and other trading card games, and I'm like, when did this shit happen? When did this become the new jump-off spot? They're not playing magic, uncultured swine. No, that too. I'm oh. just I'm just throwing na- titles out there. And as Ron Ladau not- says, he's guilty on labeling people. That's how he IDs them. But you know what? We all do that. And as Black Wolf says, there's a bar in Atlanta that does that. Ain't nothing not wrong with nothing. it. Nothing. There is a bar in Australia mm-hmm. that during Mario Marathon. All of the TVs are showing Mario Marathon, and so it's showing a bunch of guys playing Mario for that whole for those whole entire three days that they're playing. And that's what the bar is and playing. Don't forget, well, they at the very least said saying, "Hey, they do this for charity, so you want to kick in a few dollars so so I can well, help them." Well, that's what the whole thing is. the The owners of the bar are really big into um, the Child's Play charity and watching Mario Marathon. They've been watching it the entire time. So when they have to go to work and they're working at the bar, every single TV has Mario Marathon on. And they have, like, huge gatherings just to sit there and watch grown men play Mario and die. <laughs> yeah, and as Bobby Blackwell says, there's a town that do- that do- that plays esports. It's called Battle and Brew. I think that's pretty cool. And it's, it kind of reminds me of Barcade, which I got to take you all to. Where uh, is Barcade? The original Barcade is in Brooklyn. I know there's one in Jersey City and there's one in Philly. Well, I gotta plan a uh, weekend when I can come up and you can show me show it to me. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Two more, like two weeks from now, I'll have a, an actual weekend off. Hmm. This will be the last. This will be the next time I have Saturday and Sunday. That's my days off for the week. Gotcha. All right. Now. All right, um, Mako, I know you're a big fan of this series, so... 
Well, it's not just this series. It's everything that uh, is in here. Um, basically, Detective Conan is getting an interactive live-action stage play. Um, the uh, There's a theater um, that announced that this month a stage play adaptation of Detective Conan um, is greenlit. The first round of stage play will star Miyu Sawai, who is Sailor Moon from the live-action Sailor Moon series. Uh-huh. Uh, Masashi Oyama, uh, Rei Fujita, uh, Masaku, Masakazu Nimoto, uh, maybe, that's a name, maybe? Oh, it might be Mabi. Mabi? Yeah. Uh, Yutaka Hamamoto and Toshika Ayata. In addition, the voice actresses Minami Takayama, who does Conan, and Wakana, uh, Wakana Yamaka, Yama, Yamazaki, who does Ron, will be special performers in the play titled Mystery Stage Detective Conan Sat, uh, Satsu no Kaiken Bell, or The Curtain Rising Bell of Murderous Intent. And Hayashi Mori from Space Dandy is writing the scripts. Oh, you know, that's oh, going to be good. The play will be interactive since it will involve the audience members in a murder mystery case. The audience members must solve the mystery with the help of Conan's wit. The play will run from June 4th to June 15th. I so want to go see this. Just so you know, right now we're opening a Kickstarter called Get Mako-chan's Ass to Japan for the Detective Conan Interactive Stage Play. Uh, we're trying to raise about uh, $5,000 so we can get her two round-trip tickets. Actually, four round-trip tickets. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and... Shouldn't it be more close to six? <laughs> That's not what I meant. Seriously, screw you guys. I just want a round ticket. Fuck the two of you, but you guys have to pay for me to get my uh, my passport, too. Yeah, so but you got to put that in there, too. Marco, you're going to need two round trip tickets because we're, 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 we're cheap and we're using Southwest. Why do I need to? Oh, we that, that, just that, like that was mean. <laughs> That that was that was mean and uncalled for. <laughs> Love you, Makocha. That, that was seriously mean and uncalled for. And yeah. Love you, Makocha. Yeah, cause uh, I'm gonna be like Kevin Smith, too flat to fly. <laughs> <laughs> they make you buy two seats. The only problem is they're not together. <laughs> or remember. Gamer Iglesias said the same thing. They, they, they try to make me buy two tickets. I'll let you figure that out. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, we, you know we love busting on you because you know you're going to hit us back even harder. Yeah. You're going to start with this shit, and I'm just going to like not make you bacon stuff anymore. All right, all right. Thanks. We'll stop. We'll stop. All I have to do is mention not making you food. And you call me the fatty. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. This is how she feels with Goku. not going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on with uh, reading the next article, please. Morning Wood Fairy like, says, so cruel. Morning Wood Fairy, me and Mako have been best friends for 13 years. This is mild compared to when we're actually hanging out face to face. 
Yeah, when we're hanging out face to face, I you usually swing get a for the bruise. fucking fences. <laughs> yes, literally. I end up. He he leaves, and I go, "Fuck! Where the hell did I get this bruise on my arm?" <laughs> and it's because he poked me. He'll just take his finger and start poking me in the arm in the same damn place, and I don't know how the fuck he does it all weekend in the same fucking place. <laughs> I'm like, where did I get this bruise from? Why does it look like a finger? Son of a bitch! <laughs> Heart. So I guess it's my turn for this one. Yes. Oh, Mako. No, this is Heart. this is Rama's. Heart. Heart. Rama. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. It's almost 11:30. Okay. I want to go. All right. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Actually, I kind of am. No, you're not. Just go. <laughs> the one time I try to be sincere in this bitch here. Alright. Yuji Nakamura has guest role on this week's My Little Pony. A.K.A. My Little Pony, Tomodachi wa Mahu. And we gotta do this quickly or else Black Wolf's going to pull the feed from us. But yeah. Really? Yeah. Where have you been, Ari? I don't know, like, it's obviously not a time when Black, Black was just going, all right, this is going far, on far enough. Yeah, there's like a hidden memorandum of no brony stuff, so we try to get away with it here and there, so, you know. Well, we are talking about the Japanese stuff, so it, it's on topic. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony, Tomodachi wa Maho, sound director, Ryochi Uchikoshi, announced that on Twitter that voice that say you... Yuichi Nakamura from Hamatora and Klanat, Yasuyuki Kaze from Naruto, Yokozuna Quartet, and Satoshi Soroka from Makenki Battling Venus and Fate Stay Zero will guest star on this ep- this week's episode known as Spike no, Na- Spike no Nayami. Translates to Spike's Worries, originally known as Spike's Quest, which is scheduled to air last Tuesday. The Japanese dubcast of the show includes Miyuki Sawashiro, who's Twilight Sparkle, Suzuko Mimori, who's Pinkie Pie, Sora Takui, Applejack, Izumi Kita, Rainbow Dash, Mokoi Sasaki, who's Rari, Imiri Kato, who's Fluttershy, Motoko Kumai, who's Spike, and Kikui Inuo, who is Princess Celeste, which fits her perfectly. Alright. And I find it funny, at the big hype of everybody talking about the Japanese uh, dub of it, it seems like that those same people haven't even watched it, really. But they're still bitching about it? No, nah, sort of. Not all the songs have been tra- has been translated into Japanese. Like, Rarity's, like, Rarity's uh, sti- stitching it together, that's still in the original English dub. I'm guessing licensing issues or whatever, you know? Hmm. And Black Wolf says, please don't make me out to be the evil station manager. That's Rob, not me. I just do the tech stuff on the website. Well, you might want to talk to Travis Donovan, who also busts your balls about that, too. Might as well come in with a microphone and shout, may I have your attention, please? Oh, please don't. Do you know how many people with iPhones have iPhones at my job and I hear that sound effect? Wait, of Michael Cole saying that? No, the sound effect that 
the sound effect that plays for Microsoft Word, that's off of an iPhone. Oh, the do-do-do? Yes. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> okay, so what else we got to talk about tonight? Japanese news. Yes, so we're going to head on over to... To our wacky, uh, interesting Japanese news, and we're going to open up the Skype line. So we do not have a one eight hundred number like the other shows, because we're poor. Yeah, but we do have Skype. So if you have, if you want to talk about tonight's episode, or bring up a point or topic from previous episodes, or just say hi. I mean, just topics or whatever. Just Skype us at Anime Jam Session. We will listen to you and possibly even believe you. <laughs> and I will probably be cranky as fuck because it's 1130 already. All right, so. We'll bang these out real quick. Yes. Um, <laughs> Marco, take the first one. Man is arrested for stomping on children's feet. What? And this is happening in Tokyo. P- uh, police in Tokyo have arrested a 39-year-old man for stomping on children's feet on five separate occasions. According to police, the man identified as uh, Akio Kurishima, 39, is a director of an IT company and lives in the uh, the Minato ward. Uh, It was reported that on February 15th, Kurishima suddenly stomped on the foot, on the left foot of a 40-year-old boy who was reading in a bookshop. The boy suffered a slight bruise to his left foot. Before that incident, police said there were four other reports of a man doing the same thing to children. Kurishima has admitted to the charge, but has so far given no motives for his actions. What's the ever-loving fuck? I don't know. He's an asshole. That's the motivation. Honestly, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I I don't know. Someone on the forum say mental illness. I don't know. Now, there's, in the forums, there's been an update on this. The court let, has, has let him go. The prosecution's move for detention has been denied despite the guy's confession. Yes, and he is a board member of a certain IT company. Mental with excellent computer skills, or at least having subordinates with excellent computer skills, by the way. The kidnapper of one of the girls who went missing was working for an IT company, too, again, in his late 30s. Do you see a pattern here? What's going on? So I guess in Japan, if you know IT, you'll go up the corporate ladder and be like, look... You lock me up, I will access this, and shit will happen. You're free to go. Thank you. Christ. And the sad part is, you could easily, you could probably do that. You could do that shit here. Next. All right, I'll take this one, I mm-hmm. guess. Three youths, aged 16 and 19, have been arrested for a series of perks purse snatching incidents in Tokyo between the 22nd and 24th according to police of December according to police three youths say they needed money to go on Christmas dates and buy Fukuburukuro lucky bags sold early in the New Year's at Shibuya 109 TV Asahi <clears throat> reported that the three who cannot be named because they are minors lived in Koto Ward police said the two of them would ride a motorbike and come up behind an unsuspecting woman and grab their purses on, or handbags they have initially been charged with stealing a handbag containing 55,000 yen from a 25-year-old woman in Sumida Ward on the 24th, December 24th. What a bunch of charmers. Didn't we talk about something like this around the holidays? Probably. We might have, but... 
At least now they're arrested. That's good. Or maybe it was something with a, a different article with bikes. Mm. Like maybe that one that found like two or three hundred of them at the bottom of a lake or something. I'll check um, the outlines later. 265 copies of Anne Frank's diary vandalized in Tokyo libraries. Seriously. <sighs> About 265 copies of Anne Frank's diary of a young girl kept in 31 public libraries across Tokyo have been vandalized. Pages of the copies of the book diary or publications containing the biography of Anne Frank, Nazi persecution of Jews, and related materials have been torn, the Council of Public Libraries in the capital said. More than a dozen books have also been damaged at libraries in two ne other nearby areas. There has been a complaint from five of t Tokyo's 23 wards, and for some reason the music decided to repeat it, not repeat itself, and I just fixed that. Very good. Each book has had 10 to, p 10 to 20 pages of uh, torn out, leaving it un unusable. Uh, Toshiro Obayashi, deputy director of the Central Library in the Suginami area, said 119 books have been damaged at 11 of its locations, saying nothing like this has ever happened before. Several books with titles that include Holocaust were among the 41 books vandalized at the li nine libraries. The Simon Wiesenthal Center, the U.S.-based international Jewish rights group, said on its website it was shocked and concerned. The geographic scope of these incidents strongly suggests an organized effort to denigrate the memory of the most famous of the 1.5 million Jewish children murdered by the Nazis in World War II Holocaust, Abraham Cooper said, the center's associate dean, in a statement. Only people imbued with bigotry and hatred would like to would seek to destroy Anne's historic words of courage, hope, and love in face of impending... So I'm, I'm going to stop here. I mean, what reason would you want to do that? Is anti-Semitism just yeah, becoming in vogue in there? Maybe. In Japan? Maybe I'm calling it differently. Maybe because I'm. I don't try to sound stereotyping, but I still respect that shit here than in Japan. It's like maybe because I ex I expect I expect to hear about this on the news at the maybe at a New York City Public Library. I'm like, well, not surprised given the melting pot of this or a town in the south or, you know but in japan if it happened here you just know that there would be swastikas spray painted on the building mm. because people are assholes yes and the thing is most of japan doesn't have a very big jewish community because the, the major religion there is Buddhism and Shintoism, you know? Because people are both there, Buddhist and Shinto. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't get it. I, 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 I don't either. And take this last article because you don't want me reading it. You really don't want me reading it. Man arrested after driving car into pedestrians in Nagoya. Talk about reinforcing that stereotype. A man was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after steering his car onto a pavement and hitting 12 pedestrians. Uh, the incident occurred mid-afternoon close to the city's central station and the driver was caught on the spot. He did not give any other details, including the driver's identity. Uh, the 12, uh, 12 pedestrians were injured, one of them seriously. I tried to kill people with my car, the man told investigators, according to the GG Press News Agency. 
cue up the you don't say image of Nicolas Cage. I, I, I said my piece about this at the top of the article. Uh, he's, pl- he's playing GTA's pedestrian bowling the home game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I think we should anymore. just back away slowly and come back when there's less weird shit. That's... Never happened. I don't know. I, I think this might, this might be a good time to, like, back away from this shit. Because you know what? There's nothing that's going to come out of my mouth. That's going to make sense. Isn't Except that all the time? No. <laughs> Except in this case, what I may say would piss people off. And I've already pissed off enough people as it is. So I suggest we take a break and wrap shit up. Works for me. Certainly. We'll be back.
think we'll be done before midnight tonight. I think we can do it. Hooray! Mm. Yay! And I just realized I freaking forgot to send out uh, press information for Castle Point, so I'm emailing them now and see if they'll give us press. Even they will do what uh, Capticon did, you know, let us get press at a reduced rate, you know. We love, we love, that's one of my personal favorite college-based cons, so, you know. I won't be back. What about you, Ari? Um, yeah, if I can get press for it, I'll take a swing at it. Sweet. It'll be fun. It cost me more money to get up there, and I did not have fun, so I will not be going back. Well, sorry to hear that. The only way you'll get her to go if you go if you swing and pick her up and bring her along the way, but then you might have to nope. kidnap her and throw her in the back of your trunk. Still wouldn't go. Truthfully, the only reason why I went last year was to bring Kyle food. Wow, was that worth it? That was the only thing that made it worth it. And considering how much I spent in gas to get up there, and I, it's, and what about the dating it's game? questionable. Hmm? And what about the dating game? What about it? You were in that. That Wasn't that fun, too? Not really. And Morningwood Fairy says, I may go to Castle. You should go. It's a fun convention. It's, it's pretty fun for a one-day con, you know? If you are local, yeah. it's all right. But driving from South Jersey, I didn't. It wasn't worth it to me. And one of the issues is with people that it's the same. It happens happens to be same night as WrestleMania. So I know fans who are wrestling fans who leave the con early to catch WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm obviously, honestly, I'm one of them. Yeah, but even if they'll shit all over the main event, mm, we didn't. Well, look, we we were following updates on our phones last year. Hmm. All right, so if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. If you have any issues, complaints, compliments, grievances, C and Ds, or whatever, podcast at animejamsession dot com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession dot com. And check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com as well. I just posted an article, not an article, but like a retrospect of my favorite shots from another anime con. And I believe Mako's um, KatoriCon report is up. And I do believe, I think we have another um, article coming up later this week. I'm not too sure. I'll have to double check. Um, MagFest? Not MagFest, uh, Katsukon? Uh, maybe. Oh, that's right. Wait, yeah. You, oh, is your Catscon report ready? It will be in a couple of days. All right, go for it. We'll, defi- a, we'll definitely shit, have I that. I got to work through yeah. with it. And we'll definitely have that up there and running as well. Um, if you can't get to our website due to filters or firewalls or whatever, there are other ways to get to it. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. And I think I have to update the TuneIn Radio app on my phone. Because I can't pull the VOG network. I can't pull it. So I'm going to have to double check to see if there's an update for it. YouTube.com slash TV. Check out the awesome My Little Pony tribute a uh, tribute video that's up there. If you like it, share it. Get Let it go over viral. That's what we're asking. And I should have more con videos going up tomorrow because I'm actually going to be home early. So I'm going to try to get those up. Unless I get de- distracted or something like that. Let's hope that I don't. Um... 
You can follow us on YouTube. You can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari22682. Makochan's at Jupe Luna. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us here when so you know when articles are coming out, photos, videos, what conventions we're going to, and all that cool stuff. Um, I think our next convention coming up, well, for me, is MariCon. It's a free con in Wayne, New Jersey. So I'll probably be tagging along with the t- with the staff of Cosplay NYC. So that should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, wanna... I wouldn't go to Willy Pig. <laughs> that's just uh, college issues, though. That was Damn, bad. that's almost near New York. That was bad, and you should feel bad. What? Willy Pig. That's, just... that's what it's called. Terrible. It's at William Patterson. I the know. The nickname is Willy Pig. That's terrible. Just terrible. It's not my nickname. I it's know. What you say? That's just terrible. Yeah, I know. Um... Yeah, Twitter, twitter.com slash djronmas, twitter.com slash man, and twitter.com slash jovedeo. Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We're over 2,700 fans and likes. Thank you. I I would love to personally thank every single person who likes the page. As, just keep liking the page. We'll continue to add more content. Because I know everyone loves the convention photos. So, um, the Taki ones are up. The AAC ones are up. All of the 2013 convention video photos are up. Um, MAGFest video should be go- photos should be going up this or next week. And then a few days after that, the CastleCon video photos will be going up. Why do I keep saying video? I don't know. Um, if you want to follow us individually on uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash S. That's for me. For Mako, it's Makoto Makochan Kino. And for Ari, it's Ari Rockefeller. And don't forget, as we talked about at the top of the show, head on over to this awesome website at vognetwork.com. It's, uh... How did he have it? God damn it, I don't see the link here. Yeah, there it is. What? Flappy.vognetwork.com. Head on over to flappy.vognetwork.com and play Flappy Vog, where you get to flap, or you get to bash around the whole podcast host of this network, where our witty one-liners and sayings. <laughs> oh, that's a fun one. Uh, and don't forget, we're on Vog Network Live Thursdays, no Tuesdays at 9:30 p.m. On course Thursdays at one. There are other shows on the VOG Network you have got to check out. There's the Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, there's us, Anime Jam Session, Girls Gone Wild, and Horde House. Between all of us, we're covering almost every single aspect of the geek fandom that we can possibly can. And if we're not covering it, we'll figure out a way to cover it. Uh. All right. Last words, Ari. My birthday is five minutes away from this recording. Woohoo! Mako. Nine minutes, according to my computer. <laughs> oh. You just got trolled. <laughs> my last words, um. I want ice cream. 
I have ice cream. I have some in my freezer. It's peanut butter. I have one. It's uh, like a chocolate box. Mm -hmm. It's basically a Valentine's special one. Yeah. So it's chocolate ice cream with chocolate pieces and raspberry in the chocolate pieces and yeah. Alright. Fuck it, I'll just pick up some Americone Dream. Okay, we'll be back next week. Brand new episode. So, same VOG network time, same VOG network station. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. And we're out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You know I hate it when you do that. That's one and of that's our failed... That's one of our failure noises in the Flappy Vog. Oh, God. Yes, it is. Fuck. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!